Welcome to the Vintage Talk Show. It's just two dudes getting together to talk about current topics in the vintage community. With your hosts, Mosquito Heads and Vintage Shih Tzu. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Today, uh, we are going to be doing a really fun episode. It's just me, uh, Vintage Shih Tzu. I'm here with a good buddy of mine. Um, his name is Orphantage on uh, Instagram, and he is an author of a new book called Vintage Tags, and I've gotten to look at it today, not read it, just kind of thumb through it, and it is really thoughtfully put together, and we're going to talk about his passion with the book, uh, how we got started into everything we do, so I'm going to let him take over and introduce himself and go from there. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, my name is Joel Hoffman, but uh, on Instagram, um, Orphantage. We uh, sell vintage clothing, nineties, uh, eighties, seventies, and in doing so, I just started collecting a lot of T-shirts and really noticing the tags and kind of getting inspired by that. My background is I've done everything creative. I have a degree in recording engineering for like music production. And then um, I worked in Los Angeles for a while working on uh, TV and film projects. And then um, I went back to school at the University of Georgia at Lamar Dodd School of Art and got a degree in graphic design. And my final project for my degree in there was to uh, create my own project uh, and whatever I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do is take all these vintage tags that I've been collecting for years and kind of put them in a catalog and try to see if I could um, kind of bring up the culture a little bit and maybe school some people uh, that have a lot of questions about, is this tag 70s, is this tag 80s, is this really unique, is this a bootleg tag? I mean, I know that the Screen Stars, there's all over the place, has like these, you know, made up bootleg ones that aren't even, the tag's bootleg, not even the shirt. So it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So... I started compiling all these photos and started putting them together, and then I was going to just kind of make like a pamphlet, kind of like maybe a 20-page book that you could just kind of flip through, and it ended up being a full 108-page book, and we, uh, I got a few made for my final project, and now um, a couple people asked me if they could buy them, and I said, well, I only had a couple made, so I put them out for pre-sale, and We've been just trying to get them, get the book out, and I think we're going to be uh, printing in April and hopefully shipping at the end of April, um, maybe May, depending on how the uh, proof comes out. So, wow, man, that's a cool story. I like how you um, you do this for a college project. Yeah, um, that's awesome. You know, some people don't get that luxury. Yeah, of being able to do something I like like that. Looking at the cover of the book, it's really uh, got a nice little minimalistic look to it. It has um, laundry care tags. And the best part to me, I like how you put vintage tags and you spelt the tags from the T in vintage. That's really cool. Thanks. It was subtle. I didn't notice it at first, but it's a great look. As you go through the book, it's great because he, uh, he has ordered everything by... Like it goes Anvil, Ched, Through the Loon, Hame. So you can f- thumb right where you want to, and there's amazing tags. And one cool thing is I think anybody's going to look to the book, they're going to notice, like, I know that tag. Yeah. Yeah, like we were talking about it today. I was like, oh, you got the green screen stories? Like, I, I never see that one. Or yeah, whatnot. that's a rare one for yeah. sure. And yeah. so that was cool, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you talking about the cover. I mean, it took a long time trying to think of what would represent that without actually just throwing a bunch of tags on the front. And so I 
being a graphic designer, I kind of wanted to minimalize and try to go to the essence of what I like about the tags. And then I was thinking how tags are kind of the thing that you don't see about the T-shirt, and they're supposed to be hidden. And then what's even more hidden is on the back of the tag, and then that's where all the washing instructions are. So I use all the icons from there. And since it's kind of like a history book um, dating a lot of these tags, I wanted to try to add that character to it. So they're almost like hieroglyphics because of these symbols that most people don't even know what they mean, but they mean like, you know, either bleach or don't bleach or only use that 40 degrees Celsius water, that sort of thing. Do not iron all these little, um, different signs and icons. And I wanted to kind of bring some light to something that isn't seen as often, kind of like I'm doing with the whole book on the tags. So. Yeah, I like the hieroglyphic thing. You So you hit that on the head right there. That is definitely got the, the look of like an Egyptian, yeah. or like some type of rune or something. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. It's a good look. I know that I got a, uh, a sticker of this. Yeah. And I was really excited about that. And uh, it's black, just white. So... It's cool to look at the book that way. It doesn't distract you, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then once you pop it open, you have it lay- thoughtfully laid out. You got examples of a 1984 uh, U.S. Torch Run shirt here on a vintage Ched. So, uh, is that how you dated pieces? Like I found this Ched on this tag. Yeah. And go ahead, speak on. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you, you nailed it. The uh, for early on when I was more just taking pictures of the tags themselves trying to get interested and I guess kind of getting my own vocabulary on on what's what you know you you take it to the internet you try to find you know something that matches and you see if it's legit well it only kind of works if the if the t-shirt itself has a, a a a year on it right so like if you have like an 87 tour shirt that has this fruit of the loom tag in it then you can kind of assume that it was made by 87 or earlier so that's pretty good as long as it's not you know a repop or something along those lines so going going through these uh different excuse me going through these different uh tags and shirts and trying to match them up I, i did a lot of that for a long time and then you trying to make build the book i went and double checked a lot of that stuff uh to make sure that this was correct information because anyone that thrifts or sells online or does any of that sort of stuff you go online and you see these tags and then they'll be like oh 70s whatever shirt and then you're like i know that that's an 80s tag or that's a 90s tag or sometimes even even a 2000 tag and you're like I know that they're probably not trying to get one over on you. Sometimes they are, but probably they're just not educated on on that on being able to date the thing. So I thought if there's that much discrepancy out there, then why not try to compile enough information so that if people are interested in it and actually getting it right, let's let's try to work on it together, kind of thing. So oh yeah, man. And over here on the Vintage Talk Show, there's one thing that I know me and Mosquito Heads love, and that's people. I'm going to talk about this right quick. There's a picture in the book. It's on the Fruit of the Loom section, and it's uh, it's got death with a, a scythe, and it talks about uh, getting a tattoo. You bet it hurts, tattoo. And uh, you're wearing that shirt right now. Yeah. And we love to see people that don't just want to flip. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. You're so passionate about it. You even kept a shirt. You even posted one of your personal shirts. And uh, I know that's something we really like because I've talked to people before and 
like, oh, this right here on the back, this is from the album. Oh, I didn't even know that, man. I just got it because it was worth 150 bucks, right? Or something. Yeah. And so, I always judge a person's character as far as vintage passion because. Uh, I think we talked about this today. I'm a collector first and a reseller second. Okay. And uh, so that you can see in this passion that you put into the book, you're not in for the money. You like to look at a Hanes tag. And for, I do. for me, uh, I'm a, I've always thought of a, kind of like a bikini line, like a tan line. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're not supposed to see it. Right. But if you do, it's it's fun, you know. And uh, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll purchase a, say, like a Hanes 7525 here over the same shirt printed on a another tag because we get those you know a lot uh so talk about that like do you prefer a certain tag what's your favorite one to wear i yeah so i i don't i don't necessarily buy by I, I i definitely go by graphics as far as shirts that i want to wear but obviously it has to be vintage so i, I pick up a lot from that i will buy basically any vintage tag i find out there that especially if it's something that i don't have in the book or i haven't had or photographed before so um at orphanage when we do our pop-ups i even have uh, a five dollar section where i buy the shirt i basically take a picture of the tag that i like and then hopefully it finds a good home for someone at a pretty reasonable price because it's usually you know like a ymca shirt or you know some sort of fall festival or something like that from 87 and it's really cool tag and probably an okay graphic but it only means something to someone if they were either at that event or they're from michigan or minnesota or something like that where the shirts um kind of bringing up that event so i try to bring bring those things out to these pop-ups so that people can also have an easy entryway to buy a vintage t-shirt if they want to come into the booth and check something out that aren't super collectors, but they, they, they like that vibe. But um, finding finding the tag sometimes is just as fun as finding a, a good T-shirt. Um, oh, yeah. It, it puts a little spice in it. And I like how you use your passion to this. Also, just get the entry-level... I like vintage look, but mm-hmm. I don't want to spend, I don't break the bank. And a $5 tee is great. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. I'm looking here on page 46, and I love this jerseys tag. It always reminds me of a ZZ Top logo. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. The, the gray one with the the, the yellow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And guys, graphics. if y'all know what it looks like, purchase the book, obviously. Okay. So uh, this is some cool stuff, man. Um, you, you mentioned something about having some stuff of my personal collection in there uh, as far as the, the photographs. Almost well, no. Everything in the book, as far as T-shirts, has either come through Orphanage or is from the personal collection, either mine or my wife's. So we really do like this is all our stuff. This is what we want to show off. These aren't like necessarily all Grail T-shirts. It's just good examples of the time period that reflect the tag. So the tag is the star in the book. We just want to kind of show off with with the T-shirts gotcha. a little bit. And then um, a couple of the tags are from other vendors that I've I know I've gotten to know well, and they were like, "Oh, I have this really cool uh, vintage tag. I've never seen it before. Joel, have you seen this?" And I I'll t- snap a picture of it. and I say I appreciate it, and I try to go home and do some research on it. So, yeah, I think that people that are really passionate about it, they want to be involved in in helping you further this book you know because there's probably gonna be a volume two and a volume or something yeah, you know, I, if, if things I hope, go well yeah you know? i hope i hope it i hope it takes on yeah. something and people are interested and you know like it i could have made an app or something like that but i wanted something that you could hold i wanted something that you could carry in your pocket I, it's pocket size to some degree it's a five by eight book so i mean but it's soft cover so you could fit it in your pocket and 
I, I wanted it so that the new guy to the scene that wants to try his luck at trying to find something cool at a thrift store has something there to, you know, try his luck without feeling like he's going to, like, he's too much of an amateur to try to hang with the people that he sees on Instagram, you know? And I've, I'll be honest with you, I've gone on to Pinterest. I know there's some people that have done similar, but not laid out in this format. And I like your format better. It's not just a screen of pictures of tags, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one cool thing about this too, is that you get to have um, a little story behind it. You get to see like this one says, screen stars early 1980s but it's tangible it's in front of you mm-hmm. you don't have to know to go watch this link you have it right here so that's one cool thing i've seen other accounts have tried doing this but i think the way you've presented it is made it worth why i bought the book you know i, I bought the book and just because i was like oh this is something i'm really on board with so i'm not gonna leave my coffee table right now because my kids are gonna destroy it <laughs> but this is cool. Like, if you look at this here, I'm learning knowledge. Like, this is a '90s screen stars tag. I, I saw ones on here from what were these? Like '60s, '70s, '80s. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the screen, no, screen stars started in, in 1980, I think. Yeah. Uh, this one, I never even knew it existed. This one here. Yeah. So yeah, the '70s one. So yeah, we call that the box tag. It's it doesn't even have it's it's the predecessor to screen stars. And so it's just a box. It's a white tag with a box before anyone was actually branding. But it does have, I think, what what they call an RN number, a registration number. Oh, so that's and, how you. And then, and then that and then that registration number is the same registration number as Screen Stars. Wow, so, man. So, yeah. So you're not only you're doing kind of history too, because when you get back in the '70s, you know, you're getting that true vintage. Before we knew the company, was this a company maybe that Screen Stars bought? You know, yeah, so, branded. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of them. There's a lot of incest in that actually, because a lot of people are buying shirt companies or they're going out of business. So, like, uh, I think Ched is only around for a very short time because I think it gets picked up by Anvil. Um, so, and, and that makes sense because I see Ched buy Anvil. Yeah, and I think you had that in the book. Oh my gosh, I'm already thumbing through here. So it, there's a lot of that. I mean, I think. I believe it's uh, Fruit of the Loom owns Screen Stars, um, or and jerseys or something like that. I, I it's uh, I'm getting a little confused just uh, oh, I uh, talking yeah. over my own thing, but it's uh, it's all in the book. It's all been researched out, but yeah. So you you kind of get a little history of each company, and it, hopefully um, I'm able to tell you where it came from if if I was able to track down the, that information. That's awesome. So let me ask you a question, man. What's your f- f- favorite tag when you find it? One that really gets you excited? Yeah. So I like it's it's pretty common. I like screen stars, but I like the gridded uh, jersey tag. So okay. well, we I, I just there. I just like how it looks, uh, and I've always liked jersey T-shirts. So. Right, so yes. so if yeah, we're on page forty six. You know there's I'm, a whole spread. On. I'm with you. I think there's another podcast we have where I talk about how I like the jerseys with the graph paper look. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've always called them the gridded tags, okay. and uh, obviously you can tell if things are early by if they have a chest size on them. So like the gridded tag with yeah, the chest size is earlier than if it just says XL or large. So mm-hmm. th- these are little nuances that help you be able to kind of date them. A big thing about the book, and I'm not the be-all, end-all of, of tags. I just This is a hobby that I turned into a passion of mine because I like design and layout, and then it kind of turned into a bigger project than I thought, and then people liked it, so I decided to try to make some more. But the 
I, I guess I don't want anyone to be like, oh, he didn't add this tag or this tag. It's like I, I, I put what I could into the book, and I'm trying to give that overall kind of arching thing. Like people that have been doing it for years, some of this material might be like, of course that's true. You know, like they, that they already know that. But to someone that's new or trying to build their vocabulary on what different tags are and which ones are older than others? Um, I think it, I think it's a pretty good representation of at least the the American tags that are out there. I like how you said that. And for the listener, you know, you might read this and not see a Nike tag in it yet, you know, or something like that. And so, your passion is for I'm looking here at like just yeah. These are like, all like, these are all yes. screen printing blank tees at one time. Gotcha. They were all blank okay. T-shirts before the artist or the performer or whomever decided that they wanted to make a t-shirt of something. So these were all sp- screen printing t-shirts blanks at one point okay, good. I want, yeah, I want that to were American that. made. And then you have a montage in the back of just other popular tags. Mm-hmm. So this could be a nod to, you know, something to come in the yep. future, which is good. So like, you know, you might not see the one you want in this book, but he might have a, a giant, and when did Giant become Giant by Anvil yes. versus just Giant and stuff like that? Uh, we got Sneak. I love the sneakers. Oh, tag. yeah. That, that's such oh, a great graphic. Touch of Gold. I get 80s. That's like 85. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm over here. I'm, I'm with you, man, because this is, I love these tags. Uh, I think this is off an 81 shirt, actually, because it was, um, I think it was when the DC Zoo got their pandas. And um, so it was, it was pretty early on. Uh, so whenever that was, I think that was like eighty one or eighty two. So that I wow. mean that that goes back early eighties as well. Yeah. But I've seen them up through the mid eighties before. I had an eighty four uh, like tour shirt for this one guy. I forget his name, and that was Touch of Gold. And okay. Oh my gosh, it was like when I saw it, I just yeah. Know, I like a changes tag, yeah. you know. But so you kind of have started with your niche, mm-hmm. what you like. I actually have this tag right now, this wolf one. Yep. I have that on a uh, Pete Rose Oh, nice. Shirt. Yeah, so like that could really help you date it because, you know, the big red machine there. That's right. Um, looking through here, like anybody that loves vintage would love looking at this book for the simple fact that you get to see – I've never even seen this one here, Model T. Yeah, I think, I think that's also part of the Miller collection, um, which is – Okay. I think so, yes, like kind of in here. Oh. I think that's that's part of that as well. But that's later, and it might have been one of those that got bought out, and they kind of liked the logo but didn't want to keep it, and so they kind of tried to change it up or something along those yeah. lines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because these are these are eighties Miller tags, and then this is this is a nineteen nineties tag, which it's yeah. a Model T. So I don't know. It's uh, or it could just be its own thing that was a one off. You know, you never yeah. And that and that's what's kind of cool. You never really know what you're going to run into when you're out there picking i mean this look at this 3d emblem one here i mean someone loved to just get a book on because i have so many times i'll get a i'll get a ssi mm-hmm. 3d emblem i'll get 3d emblem 3d emblem the, right one i think it looks like a, a playing card 3d emblem yeah um, yeah with the eagle on it yeah mm-hmm. like you know and like that would be that's just you know that's all like things that people who are in the game they pay attention to and they know and it'd be cool to see someone comprise it in this format and i also wanted to say uh i wanted to nod that you made your own tag man yeah, the cover. Like, really, yeah. the cover is its own tag. It's really – I hope you guys pick this up, you know. Uh, how could they buy it? Yeah, so um, you can always go to orphanage.com. Um, we have uh, a link on there to buy the pre-sale book. Um, and then uh, eventually once we have it printed, you'll be able to buy the book uh, straight up from there. Um, it's always free shipping at Orphanage. We uh, That was one of those things that I always – 
was, was kind of a bugaboo. Like when you see something that you really like, and you're like, oh, but it's going to be like $8 to ship or whatever. And if it's the thing that you have to have, it's not a big deal. But there's always that kind of line, like now I'm paying another $8 on top of this thing that I was kind of on the borderline of. So I've always wanted to do, if I was ever going to have my own company, just to make sure that everything was free shipping. I mean, it, it, I guess it kind of gets folded into the thing, or but now I just everything's free shipping on, on my, on my site. So same thing with the book. If you buy the book, it's uh, 25 bucks and it's 108 pages, uh, full color. Um, and you can get it on the website or if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can hit us up through that and we can always direct you where right. to go. Could you spell orphanage? Yeah. So it's O R P H I N T A G E. And our logo is like a, uh, Mark five divers mask. So oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of uh, a nod to the treasure hunting of, you know, going looking and, for vintage. And I want to talk about your name because I call it a portmanteau kind of, uh, which would be two words that come together mm-hmm. and orphan, something that someone gave away. Yep. See if I hit this on the nose. We haven't talked about this before. Right. Vintage, because it's old, and you're out there with your diver helmet. You're you're digging up the gold, the, the rusty treasure, you know, and then you're bringing that wayward orphan home. Yep. And I love that, man. It's a really cool name and concept. Thanks. Yeah. So my wife and I, we were out, and we were just trying to kick up names, and I'm actually – that's kind of my forte is trying to combine two things together and trying to make it something unique or new. And it's hard to say, and it's hard for people to get off the the bat. So that was always something that kept me from wanting to use it right off the bat. But then I said, I kind of like it. I think it it does all those things. Once you get it, once you got it, it's it's yeah, an orphan orphanage, an orphanage is trying to you know house all these things that people gave away, and then the. The vintage aspect is kind of self-explanatory, but then uh, we came up with a, a tagline for like a home for wayward tees. So um, that that was kind of sealed the deal for us, and we just do our, our premium vintage finds and try to get them out to the people when uh, we do our pop-ups or online or on Instagram. So we try to, I guess, take what we find and and get it out to as many people as we can. So. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. My name is just generic, you know, because at the time I had Shih Tzu's and Vintage was like something everybody was putting in their name. Right. When I was, I think <laughs> I started mine in like 2012. So when did you guys start? So we've been doing the pop-ups for about about a year and a half, uh, just going out and hitting them. Uh, I've been buying vintage, collecting uh, since I was a kid. My mom took me to thrift stores growing up, and sometimes I was just trying to find things that would – allow me to be as cool as some of the kids in school that had a little more money than I did. And then sometimes it would just be like, I just want something off the wall, something crazy. And I would pick it up and wear it and just act like it was the coolest thing in the world, even if other people didn't think so. So I've always had that kind of mentality of trying to buy low and try to find a deal on stuff. And that just kind of translated once I started getting used to like the eBay selling of things Then I, I moved to eBay and then now, um, now we have our own site and that's been going for, I think two years and then, uh, but we've been selling on, uh, eBay for probably 10 years, I guess. Wow. Um, over the years, what are some of the things that you've grown to want to collect more? Because hmm. I know, like, I go in wave. I wanted this, and then I kind of expanded that. 
to a certain point, and I got tired of it, and then I expand this one. So what are the things? Have you always been more of a tried and true guy, or have you just kind of done that same thing? Yeah, so I, it does go go in waves, I think. Um, I If I find old Nike stuff, if I find Hilfiger stuff, if I find really cool polo stuff, uh, more unique, I guess, I'm, I'm still picking it up. Uh, but I don't know if I have the passion for going in after those items as much as I used to. Uh, I kind of like the blank T-shirt where it was a blank T-shirt at one point and then finding things that have crazy graphics on them as, as best I can. And then I I guess I personally, I collect um, only a few things. I collect uh, Georgia hats. So uh, I'm a Georgia Bulldog, so I like to have this collection. And I like to find, like, the even if they're beat up as as hell i i like them you know so i have a collection of, of hats and so i'm kind of passionate about going and finding those in like kind of weird places but um i i really like like this tattoo t-shirt like um i've actually been tracking down quite a few of these i i don't have any tattoos but i i've always loved the graphic nature of of that and also being able to make something so permanent so like your art has to be at a certain level before you're going to be putting it on someone's skin forever. And I always kind of thought that 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 art was really amazing. So even though I don't have any, I I respect that craft. So I like those kind of t-shirt graphics that that go with that. So that whole kind of lifestyle. I also like Harley stuff graphically. I don't have a motorcycle, but I like the way that like, you know, the Eagles and basically they all use like the same five kind of like, iconic images but they all kind of weave them together and there's always they're always different so but they're all of this this same genre so i i like those type of things where you have a lot of variety in something that is kind of niche i guess so that those are the kind of things that i i I look for when or i get excited about when i find them on the rack that's awesome man i liked how you uh you tied in like you know the I don't have tattoos. I don't ride Harleys, but you respect them. And what you said about tattoos is interesting. I never thought of it that way before, about it being such a permanent thing, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've I kind of been getting into a little more subtle stuff lately. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't flex much, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not saying I'm over that. I, I flexed today with the, the shirt I had on, but. Yeah. Uh, usually, that was a cool piece. Yeah, that's I like Nike stuff. That's what got me into it, uh, shoes and video games. So. Uh, some things I like in my collection, but I never wear is like I have a Donkey Kong all over print. Okay, yeah. I hardly wear it though because it looks like a big turd <laughs> on the shirt, and uh, <laughs> I mean it does. It looks like the poop emoji, but I do like it. Maybe wear it around the house or something like that. Uh, but I usually go for fit. I'm a I'm six four, okay. so if it fits me, you know, I've had so many um, like three D emblems that I can't wear. Right, and that's the worst thing about me. So like my style's been funneled through. Can I wear it? Can it fit? Me? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean I have the same issue. I mean I'm not tall, but I I mean if I think that's also one of those great things about when you bring out a bunch of vintage, and even if you're in a pop up situation where there's like. Like today, we were, we were at a pop-up with 30 different vendors. It's like everyone has different stuff. So even though we're competing for dollars, we're not actually competing against each other as, as far as having the same gear. So And then even if we do have the same stuff, it's probably not the same size. So 
when customers come through and they find that thing that'll fit them, that's someone who's six four, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to buy this thing. And I love that moment. Like I love being able to talk to someone, find out what they're into, and then see if we can find something that they that we have in stock. And sometimes I'm like, I don't have something for someone who's your size or whatever. But that, but other times. They, they pick up this thing and they're like, oh, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and I have, I've never seen this shirt before, and it's so cool, and it fits me perfect. It's like, well, you have to buy it, so let's make a deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so do you get emotional attachments to shirts, uh, or do you just kind of still see them as shirts? Because some shirts I have or some items, it's, it's, it's an emotional attachment. Like I have a good buddy that I do the podcast with, Mosquito Heads. Yeah. And, um, there are certain things that, that he's given me that are not high dollar amount maybe, but I'm never going to sell them. So do you have things like that? Um, I, no, I, I, I tie memories to it is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I, this is, I don't know if you do this, but I can show you a shirt and be like, I remember where I bought it. Maybe mm-hmm. not not exactly the time. I be like, I know exactly where I was though, like and stuff like that. So do you do that and kind of tie that into all this whole question? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can recall probably all my best finds and where I found them at. Um but I don't know if I actually have that emotional attachment anymore. I, there's shirts that I have in my personal collection that are personal to me, and, I, and I, I'll never let go. Like, um, but as far as like finding a shirt, and then if I'm if I'm willing to put it out to sell, I don't really have that emotional attachment. Um, I kind of know right off the bat if this is going to be one for the personal collection, or if this is going to go into the orphanage collection to to be sold and someone else can enjoy it. So. Um, I guess what I put on display is always up for sale. And then I have quite a few T-shirts that are personal that do have those memories attached that I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to give away the shirt even if I wanted to kind of thing. Got you. Yeah, and that's not always high dollar amount too. Yeah, I think a lot of people, exactly. I see a lot of people get confused with that. It's like, uh, it's worth 150 bucks. And I look at them like, so? I don't want it. And then there's one shirt, you know, like, I want that one. How much is it? 150 Well, I might pay for that. So, yeah, that's what yeah. customers we get. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I hate when that happens, man. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's, well. that's what a conversation's all about. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. As far as emotional attachments, though, not too big. Oh, I know what it is. I do, like, a yearly purge. Okay. Do you do that? Uh, I try to do that, you know, so- I'll definitely, it's tougher. It's tough for me to get, I have a lot of stuff, I wouldn't say in storage, but we have quite a few racks at the house that don't make it out because we have, we'll either find better stuff or I think we'll sell better, that sort of stuff. And I would need to get rid of a lot more things, but I I don't know really how to get rid of it because it's kind of like in that middle area where they're like not necessarily $30 t-shirts, but they're also not $5 tees. So putting them into the mix i don't want to water down what i'm bringing out if i if i can only show this many pieces you know so i kind of to to purge that sort of stuff sometimes i just give it away to people that are either starting out like they're like oh we do vintage too and you know we we don't have enough to have more than two racks i was like oh come come check out some of this sort of thing some of the things that i got that i I know i'm not going to make it onto my racks but I'd, I'd like to purge stuff and it, it I find that very difficult and in, in at least how I hold on to things or at least I think I can get some money out of it but I don't know if that's actually true or not I got you I do my purge a little a little bit different so I archive things a lot okay because okay like for I, I don't find jackets much and like I found like a 700 series North Face jacket okay cool and I just wanted it because mm-hmm. I've never been able to have one I wore it one time you know so like at the end of the year I'll go through and I'll evaluate did mm-hmm. I wear it did I not 
And uh, so I do stuff like that. But usually uh, I'll look at it, and mine's a little easier, I guess, than you, because if it doesn't fit me, I just sell it. Like, I have a Looney yeah. Tunes shirt right now that I don't want to sell. It's a large. I can't wear it. And it's got it's got them cool. It's like something I would like, you know, to have. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how I do my purge. And I'm the same way. If it's, if it's on my rack, it's for sale. Sure. Yeah, I get. I guess I, I I took the question a little bit different. So so if it's a, if it's personal collection, there's some things that are things that I'll never let go of. There's a, there's other things that I've liked, and then like you said, things kind of trends change, or you know now I'm kind of really focused on these sort of things, and I could get rid of this to maybe try to track down one of those. Uh, I'll do that from time to time, but I don't think I, my personal collection is as vast as my as orphanages collection. So, um, as far as getting rid of stuff from, from orphanage, I need to get, I just have too much stuff sometimes. That's, that, that was kind of the purge I was talking about, but as far as a personal collection, yeah, there's, there's definitely things there that I would, I, I, I will let go of eventually that aren't like those choice pieces that will never leave. And, um, if I have something else in mind, you know, well, speaking of that, you might not want to say anything, but for me, if you're looking at my private collection, you're going to be someone that I really would care about to have to look. I yeah. don't post my stuff. and like Yeah, my, I don't post my stuff. Like, my rack is not my closet. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's stuff that I like, but I can't have. Exactly. So would you mind sharing the one thing that you covet, like, the most, like, your one most prized yeah. like, T-shirt? Yeah. So, well, I, I have I have a couple. Like, I really love this, this one. This is the... Uh, you bet it hurts. Sure. I wear it a lot. Um, uh, a buddy of mine found this great, uh, Georgia t-shirt that, uh, has this like snarling bulldog on the front and it's actually probably a little too small for me, but you know, I'll call it a goal shirt. And, uh, you gotta get on the 30, 30 to whatever. Yeah. The P90X or something. But, uh, and, and it, it just says, um, Oh, what, how was it phrased? It's something like, uh, uh, beat them. I I, I want to give them hell or something like that. Like it's it's really ridiculous. I, I think it's from late seventies, early eighties, and I just love it's one color. It's a red shirt with white writing and graphics, and it's just one of my my favorite pieces that a buddy of mine found. He he actually called me about it. He said, "Joel, are you interested?" And I said, "Absolutely." So like, let's make a deal on this thing, and and that's never gonna leave the collection. Like that'll go to my kids if I ever have kids. So, um, yeah, that piece, um, off of t-shirts, I, uh, I have a shot jacket from the eighties that I love. And, uh, I've been, I was looking for one for a long time and trying to find one in in my size because I'm short and the, the the sleeves are usually kind of long. Uh, I found one, I jumped on it the second I saw it and I, in Georgia, we don't get to wear it as much as I would like to, but it's just a, leather motorcycle jacket essentially it's super heavy duty big zippers like everything that you would want in a leather jacket and i love wearing it but like i said i probably only get to wear it maybe like six or seven times a year yeah you probably good thing man kids yeah and i've been living vicariously through my kids a lot i lace them up with some good stuff yeah we were talking on some stories Um, earlier today that's awesome like i have a lot of uh you know this, you get in, and you get these cool shirts when people were skinnier and wore their jeans higher, and mm-hmm. it's like I can't. It's a small. It's like an extra small, and I have a whole bunch of that stuff stored up for my kids that I was able to now stock up. Like one of my favorites is a Dominique Wilkins caricature shirt. Oh, cool! And I have like a Jordan one where his tongue's sticking out. Yeah, and they're probably a men's. They're men's small, maybe 
youth large, but one day I'm hoping that my sons would like to wear those shirts. That's and, cool. I mean, that, you know, we, I mean, all these shirts are generational because they're so old. Usually, when when we're turning them over to somebody else, uh, so that's kind of cool. But doing it in the family, I think, is 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 even more special. I think that yeah. if if your kids are if you're able to instill that into your children and they like the history of a t-shirt as much as you and I do, I think that that's, that's really something special. Yeah. I think that we're like going to be the first generation of people that like, dude, we're passing on our 3d emblems. You know, right. everybody else just got rid of them yep. and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I see that a lot and I like it, man. It's fun. It's fun to be able to, like say I'm wearing my ones, my son's wearing his ones, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because like Jordan ones, and yeah, yeah, whatnot. But yeah, I do that a lot. Like I, I actually got on to doing that with jerseys. So okay, uh, champion jerseys. Like I found a Barkley like four month jersey. Right. No, not four month. Two uh, T. Sorry. Yeah, that I was about to say that that's, yeah. that's real tiny. Um, they do make the infant ones. Yeah, though. I've seen yeah. them. So I found the Barkley, and then just. I was like, well, I gotta buy the adult one. So I luckily was able to snag one later on for like twenty bucks, and uh, an adult my size. I got a whole bunch like that, you know. So I'm hoping I can wear. Them. Now I have two boys. I gotta try to find another. Right. Like, yeah. Now you have to add to the collection yeah. that you already been. Starting. But yeah, I've been doing that for a long time, and that's something that for me is going to be exciting if, if they want to. But I'm not going to impose it on them, you sure. know. But like my son now, he wears vintage a lot. Just vintage. Like I got him a little Huggies sweater the other day. It says <laughs> Huggies has like a block a bear one sleeves red one sleeves uh blue that's right. white and like that to me is cool and and i love i love being able to go out and have a conversation off of a shirt mm-hmm. because in our society today it's so hard to get people to talk yeah, to everyone's you. on their phones yeah. if i saw you out of that shirt didn't even know you i'm like that's a nice shirt and you can then meet somebody yeah yeah I, I've, I've had that happen quite a few times and it, it does spark a conversation and you're right that doesn't happen as much as it seemed like it used to so yeah everyone's down on their phones everyone's you know worrying about what's going on elsewhere but it it is kind of nice to have that that connection every once in a while so and and t-shirts do that sometimes sometimes you just need that that door in to to get the conversation started so yeah definitely man uh is there anything you'd like to say about your book no it's just uh well i mean there's plenty I want to say about my book, I guess, yeah. but I, but yeah, I just really appreciate you taking the opportunity or giving me the opportunity to come in and talk about it. I mean, like I said, it was a passion project that I did for school and then it kind of snowballed. And then I remember I put it for pre-sale, uh, about for the month of February and you hit me up about it and you said, this looks like a really cool project. I, you know, let me know when, uh, I can buy one. And it, it, we just kind of been talking since then and it, it's been really great i've checked out the podcast and you know i've actually learned quite a bit from from you guys especially on on the, the washing um yeah. tutorials that you you guys were talking about yeah and, the uh the washing that one's something i got pretty good at quick yeah i screwed up some jackets yeah yeah i mean from, we, from yeah, bleed, we, we, we have a couple uh-oh photos uh, <laughs> in the collection as well of just like well that one's a goner but you know it, it's kind of like the tricks of the trade re- really help in getting things, uh, I guess, established. Like once once you are able to figure out how to take a dirty T-shirt or a dirty hat or something along those lines and bring it back to life, and then you see it sell and someone loves it, it's 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 a pretty great feeling. So learning some new techniques was was great. Listening about the podcast, so I appreciate you giving me this opportunity and um, you know being so 
a champion for the buck. I really appreciate that. Man, when I saw it, I knew it was something that I didn't want to to not let the world know about. So if I could use my platform with my podcast, trying to grow that, but I think my re- my listeners would love to hear this. Like I've had so much um, support from people sending in things like, "Hey, how about this topic?" Mm-hmm. And those of us, I'm gonna say us. In the community, yeah, this is something that anybody in the community of vintage resale, vintage collectors would love to have just at their disposal to thumb through and and get that knowledge down well, without having to sift through the internet, yeah, and try to find whatever. It's any, a huge time suck, and, yeah. and this will cut out a lot of that. Um, yeah. But it's not the be all end all, but it definitely get you started and at least give you some knowledge to build off of for sure yeah i like it man and when i was looking at it i don't know if you remember the old sneaker freaker um it was like back in like probably 2005 Mm -mm. and they would do stuff like this a little bit okay i love that man i just love the way it looked they would just show like pictures of a shoe okay maybe have a little like you did like a little expose about why you know this is this is the stuff that's really cool and it's not just some Something that, oh, it's a hyped thing. Yeah. Or whatever. This is just your passion. Exactly. Yeah. And any thrifter in the world, if they're out looking, could benefit from this book, man. Yeah, we, we've sold a couple overseas already, or, I mean, they're on pre sale, so um, we well, had a couple big orders. Time, yeah, so that was pretty neat. Um, and we, we have it all over the country. Wow. So, yeah, we're uh, hopefully printing this month and then getting them out by the end of April yeah. would be awesome. That's crazy, man. Um, what do you think is the next big move for for vintage? Yeah, that that's that's a great question. I mean, I I think that I I don't know what the next thing is. I know that the turn of the century when we went to two thousand, you know, everything kind of went overseas as far as like production, and then that's when the double stitch kind of came into play pretty heavy. So those kind of things, I don't know if quality got lessened. So now are those shirts going to be able to last the test of time or at least decades or are they were just supposed to be for their, their time period? Um, so I think it's going to be whatever, you know, the next generation thinks is cool from our generation. So we'll, we'll have to sit and find out, I think. Um, but I'm always trying to, you know, read the tea leaves a little bit, but I, I don't know how good I am at that. Dude, how many champion reverse weaves have you passed up <laughs> I know. before you knew that they were Exactly. Gonna... That's yeah. that's the thing. Yep. They're just, they were all sitting there um, and now they're not anymore. So Yeah. That's one thing that kind of bugs me about that was people were, it's so quality. I've yeah. seen some nice Eddie Bauer. Mm-hmm. I've seen some nice uh, Gap mm-hmm. that's good quality that no one's buying, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm always into that too, and trying to figure out what the next big thing is. Sure, but yeah, and, and if you can do it, I mean, you, you can you can make a pretty penny. But it's uh, but yeah, you have to be right, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and you have to get it when it's cheap and no one else is into it. So you you really have to bank on yourself to to know if if that's going to be the next big thing, or you're just going to be stuck with a bunch of t-shirts that nobody wants. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess if you like them, it's okay. That's right, right? yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that passions that uh, fueled both of us our passion, I, I believe. And that's where we, we were able to meet and trust each other based off of that. And I'm glad to have you on the show. If you Thank have any you. closing remarks, here's your time, man. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, mean, I, I always want to push the book. Um, we're, like I said, again, it's just a passion project that kind of snowballed into something a little bit bigger. 
And anyone that's interested in vintage dating or vintage tags, that sort of thing, I think they'd really enjoy the book. I mean, it's a lot of large pictures of tags to give you that detail. And I think that if you're a thrifter or interested in it or maybe don't have the years of knowledge of going through thousands of racks and millions of t-shirts, then this might be a nice little shortcut to give you a little head start. Nice. Well, guys, uh, if you have anything you'd like to say, you can contact Orphanage on Instagram. Go to his website. Pick up his book, definitely. You can contact me, and we'd love to hear from you guys. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to ask us questions or submit us topics for a future podcast, you could contact us on our official Twitter page at Vintage Talk Show or at one of our accounts on Instagram at Mosquito Heads with a Z or Vintage Shizu. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more.